Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got more breaking news out of China. And as most of you can probably guess, it's getting even worse. And uh, these are month-over-month numbers that we're going to go over in just a moment. And I'm going to go back and show you what they were last month. And I think this is going to completely blow your mind. You need to be sitting down for this one. And we sit there and hear kind of from a distance, it's, oh, it's bad in China. Oh, it's bad in China. And you kind of just brush it off like, hey, whatever, whatever. What are we having for dinner tonight? But then when you actually get into the data and see how bad it is, you're like, whoa, okay. I didn't realize we were at we were at threat level nine here <laughs> or what, whatever it is. I, I didn't know that we were in, in this type of, of danger. I didn't know that it was getting... Uh, I didn't know that it was getting this extreme, let's say. So let's get into the data right here and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. China's exports and imports fall again in August as demand slumps. So again, most of you will know this from watching my videos, but for people who are new subscribers, which we have had quite a few this month, actually, uh, you may think that, okay, well, so what? This is happening in China. I live in the United States. George, you know, wake me up or let me know when something happens that will actually impact my paycheck. And uh, those new subscribers need to understand that what happens in China impacts the global economy because it impacts the euro dollar market, which is really responsible for dollar liquidity. And once that dollar liquidity seizes up, then you you get a GFC. And that's obviously, or that would obviously impact the United States. It would impact every single American in one way or the other. So let's get down and see what is going on here. And so what's amazing is it's not just their exports, it's their imports that are falling as well. So internally, their demand is plummeting. And then externally, the demand from countries like the United States is is crashing as well. I mean, this is, and then you combine that with the real estate market. I mean, this is a really a perfect storm for China. And it's not just that the imports and exports are falling. It's the degree to which they are falling. Check this out. China's exports fell by 8.8% year over year in August, while imports contracted 7.3%. I mean, those are staggering numbers. And you say, oh, George, well, that doesn't seem, uh, you know, too bad. It's falling that much. Yeah, but if we go back and look at the month prior, it was down like 14% year over year. So it's just, in a, it's almost in a free fall for heaven's sakes. So they announced, it says Beijing has announced a series of measures in recent months to shore up growth with the easing of some borrowing rules last week by central banks. And of course they have dropped rates, but that doesn't seem to be having any effect here. I mean, they're doing all this quote unquote stimulus and the numbers are still horrible. What's bizarre is... I mean, look at this South Korean shipments to China, a leading indicator of the, of China's imports drop a fifth. Let's see, drop just a fifth last month. Soft. Okay. So as though that's good softening from a decrease of 27.5% a month earlier. So they're like, oh, well, it's not that bad. It's only down a, a, a fifth uh, last month. But just let's forget the fact that it's down 27.5% a month earlier. Jeez. 
And I, I'm assuming when they're saying drop just a fifth, are they saying 20%? I mean, I, I guess that's what they're implying. Drop just 20% last month. Some, but see, again, it, it's not like, okay, last month it dropped 27%, and this month it only dropped 20%. No, that's, it's dropping 20% or 27% and then dropping another 20% from that, not from a baseline. China posted a trade surplus of $68 billion compared to the forecast of 73. Nice article. Jeez, CNN, you can't do any better than that, for heaven's sakes. That's it? <laughs> no charts, no nothing. What should I expect? I guess it's CNN. Let's actually go to this, um, an earlier post from them from the month prior. This is what I was refer- referring to. Let's see if this is any better. But this gives you an idea of the trend, right? So this is from August 8th. China's economy suffers new blow as exports drop 14% in July. So China's exports suffered their biggest drop in more than three years in July as global demand slowed. Key, global demand slowed. That means demand from places like the United States, adding further pressure to Beijing to find ways to, to reinvigorate. So at a certain point, you're pushing on a string, right? This goes back to what Jeff Snyder always talks about, that you can have low interest rates, you can have stimulus, yada, yada, yada. And at a certain point, like my dad always used to say, you're pissing into the wind because if the banks aren't willing to lend, if the entrepreneurs aren't willing to take risk, if they're not willing to hire people, it doesn't matter how much quote unquote stimulus you do, it, it's not going to move the needle. The economy is going to go where the economy is going to go. And at, at a certain point, even in China, market forces are always more powerful than the, what I'm saying, the central planners. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. The value of exports measured in dollars fell 14.5% last month from a year ago, the biggest drop since February 2020 when the initial COVID-19 outbreak. I wish they had a, I like the year-over-year numbers, but I wish they had what it has dropped from an absolute point because then you're, you know, as, as an example, starting in January of 2020, you know, what has it dropped in absolute terms since then? Not just this rolling kind of uh, year-over-year type thing. The steep drop is a reflection of last July's high number and low prices. So they're experiencing export deflation, which is good for the United States because that means that the all the stuff that you're buying at Target is coming in at a cheaper price, which is probably giving a little bit of tailwind to the consumer. We're going to talk about that more in another video today. But they said, however, exports are expected to decline further over the coming months from the analyst said, citing wider evidence that 
global goods demand is falling. As pandemic distortions unwind and monetary tightening weighs on consumer spending. Hey, I actually, okay, if I'm going to be critical of CNN, and if I'm going to come out and say that they suck, uh, which they do, I'm also going to come out if they do something well. So let's acknowledge this well-written article <laughs> that's actually it doesn't seem to have any bias and is actually written by someone that seems to know what they're talking about here. So this is Laura He, H-E. So this is actually a good article here. We'll call it the bad ones, but I'm totally okay calling out the good ones as well. And so what I'm talking about here is she's saying the global goods demand is falling as pandemic distortions. That's right, implying that these distortions that were created by the government, at least that's how I'd interpret it. Maybe she's uh, talking about distortions from the Cerveza sickness itself. But like I always say, the problem wasn't the Cerveza sickness. The problem was the government's response to the Cerveza sickness. And then she's talking about monetary tightening. Um, fair play to her. Quote here, the near-term outlook for consumer spending in developed economies remains challenging. So there we go. And this is why, this is one of the many reasons why what happens in China is almost a proxy for what's happening with the global consumer. And we always hear in the United States that the, that the consumer is strong, resilient, 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 resilient. Really? I mean, how, how resilient are they if we're not buying near as much stuff from China, which is indicated by these numbers just falling off of a cliff. And you say, and now looking at this from a standpoint of dollar liquidity and the global banking system that has a lot of dollar denominated loans in China, therefore a lot of exposure to the Chinese economy, you may say, oh, George, well, this is just the manufacturing sector, no big deal. But see, that's looking at it from a US centric view where we don't make anything. See, in the United States, consumption is the entire economy or call it 70%. In China, that's not the case. In China, you've got a manufacturing economy. So their economy is really twofold. Manufacturing, you obviously have some consumption, but more so manufacturing and real estate. You guys know what's happening with real estate, and now you see what's happening to manufacturing. I don't see how they go into a, a, a deep recession, if not economic depression, here within the next, I don't know, six to nine months. I mean, just last month, that 12.4% drop, uh, that was, just to give you some context there, the forecast from a Reuters, Reuters excuse me, poll of analysts was 5%. Wow. And then she's talking, and, and then again, bravo to this gal for bringing up the yuan depreciation. Most, uh, that last article was just garbage. This one... <laughs> is good. She's actually going into some nuance here and saying, look, the yuan is depreciating and it's depreciating as a result of the Ch Chinese economy imploding. I think that's what she's saying. Let's let's read here. Maybe I'm giving her credit too soon. On Tuesday, the Pe People's, Bank of Ch People's Bank of China, which set a sets a daily range with which yuan can trade, pegged midpoint for the currency at 7.15 to the dollar, weaker than previous days, uh, 7.13, the weak trade figures and lower yuan fixing triggered a drop in the Chinese currency in foreign exchange markets. The offshore yuan weakened against the dollar. So far, the policy measures implemented by Beijing to boost the econ economy were not strong enough. Well, not strong enough, or again, they're pissing in the wind. You know, at a certain point, no matter what you do, it goes back to March of 2020. 
and this is what most people forget. They think that the Fed came out with all these bazookas and uh, QE infinity and all these things, and the market just ripped higher as though the, the, the Fed controlled that. No, absolutely not. If you remember, the Fed came out with all of these programs and the market was down the next day by 1,500 points, roughly. And the market kept going down and down and down and down. At a certain point, it can get bad enough that no matter what the central bank does, that it, it, it doesn't matter. The economy is still going to crash. And it seems like China is in that position right now. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market to capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.